Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone, uh, welcome again to another uh, podcast for the Eurosport team with I'm Mats Villander, John McEnroe and Boris Becker, both Wimbledon champions. Today we're going to touch on a couple of uh, different things, and a lot has to do with younger players. And in the first round, on the men's side this year, we had Stefano Tsitsipas, Alexander Zverev, Dominic Team all go out. Uh, what do you put that down to? I'll start with you, John. Um, is it... The movement is tougher on grass, or, or have they just don't have enough experience? How, how long is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> how much time do we have? I mean, I think in, for each individual, there's different reasons. I think Sissy Pass is someone who uh, we were expecting a lot from, uh, and he was expecting a lot from himself, and he's embracing the idea of trying to be the best, which I like. However, he doesn't seem to quite understand the movement yet on grass and court positioning, which I think is important. I think that that has caught up to him. He hasn't quite learned how to be at his best on grass. I mean, he's young and, and hungry, so I assume he'll figure it out. Zverev, different story altogether. I think whatever's happening off the court, I don't know if it's issues just with the the fam parents and the coaching and the relationship, or if it's he's, there's some type of lawsuit going on with his ex-manager uh, or whatever it is, he doesn't seem like he's out there, like sort of his head is not on the court. So that automatically takes you from four or five in the world, in my opinion, to 100 in the world. Mm. And you can lose to a lot of people. And he's, ne you know, he's way too negative. It looks like the pressure has gotten to him. Um, and the third uh, player, who was the third? Dominic Team. Oh, Team. Well, Team's a different story because uh, he's older. I mean, he's sort of not the next gen, and he's never been comfortable on grass. I don't. And, and he played, arguably, that to me is the toughest first round draw to have to play Query, who's just sort of goes and bangs. And yeah. uh, he should have won the second set. He was up a set. He got unlucky. But you know, he didn't look like he had. Uh, did what was necessary mentally. I, I don't know if he's still tired or bruised up from the clay, but he just didn't look like mentally, especially after he lost the second set. He just sort of gave in, which is disappointing to see him go away. Yep. Boris, a, a similar thing about being young and having proven your point kind of thing. You won here in 85. You defended in 86 uh, as a 17 and an 18-year-old. I, I felt after a few years on tour that, okay, I've proven to myself, I've proven to the world I can win tournaments on all different surfaces. Is that something that's maybe 
happening to somebody like Naomi Osaka or maybe Sasha Zverev where, listen, I've been three in the world. I need some time. I'm not. Did you go through something? You get cold. Well, maybe to add another word, what, what John said, I think um, it's, it's the biggest conversation we should have. Um, why these you know, young superstars don't take it over in the majors? And there are a number of reasons for it. I think it's, it's the biggest question for me is their mentality. Are they willing to do what it takes to be successful at the slam? I find their scheduling terrible. They play every week. And thinking like this, you're going to find a form of the major where they're going to be actually tired once a major starts. That's, that goes for all players. In the case of team, he actually didn't play a single uh, tournament, grass court tournament before Wimbledon. So you, know, you can't knock him for playing too much, almost not enough. Um, but the bigger question is pressure. Now, you, Naomi Osaka obviously has a difficult time handling her number one status. Uh, uh, subs, uh, uh, she, she lost it actually, it's now Ashbadi. And so she, after loss here, she cried in the, the press conference of not feeling comfortable on the court. She looks like she's in misery playing tennis on the court. Right now. This is a young woman. She needs to embrace, she needs to be embraced. I don't know, her supporting team is at the moment, but they're not doing the job making her comfortable. She's the new superstar in women's tennis. She plays beautiful. She looks great. There's a great family story to it. And ever she won the Australian Open, it's gone south. Mm. Well, she got rid of her coach for reasons that we don't know uh, exactly what they are. And anytime some young player who finally f finds her footing wins two majors in a row, won a lot of adversity with Serena in that match at the Open, and then go to Australia, and then right after that get rid of her coach, something's going on behind the scenes. Because mm. if nothing else, we're a superstitious bunch. Yeah. So you would wait at least, I think, until you lost at the next major or give it a, a couple majors before you would move on. So something has definitely affected her. But you know, I think what Boris alluded to is really what it boils down to. It's the mentality, mm -hmm. uh, the handling things. You know, why aren't these guys handling things? I mean, you look at Zverev. He does if you look from the out, outside looking in, he's doing everything right. I mean, he's got a team. He's got a physio. He's got everything. He, on top of that, at the end of last year, he brings Yvonne Lendl into the mix. So you're thinking, okay, he's won the O2 Masters. He's ready now to make that next step. What's happened? Mm. So to me, it's not a, a physical thing. It's got to be a mental thing. I'm going to throw it in there because we're, we're actually talking about players that are uh, still traveling with their parents, um, very close to them. Mm -hmm. uh, is there a situation where that we can somehow openly discuss because I understand the advantages of having your parents traveling with you when you're very young, maybe especially a girl, but at some point, do they not have to let them go, even if they're coaching them, so that these players can start making decisions on their own, off the court, but also on the court. Um, we mean, know uh, Sasha Sverev's father is, was, a, was a really good tennis player, and he's been great for him, but even then, is there a time when you kind of have to let them out in the big world? Well, big question, sensitive oh. one. I think every, every person is different, but there comes a time, especially for young guys, young men, boys, to eventually be on their own and have a have a, a coaching team that's not uh, a part of family members. I mm. think that's important. 
obviously Sasha, you know, trusts his his father, uh, of, of course. Uh, you're right, he knows a lot about the sport, but it's about maturing and finding out on your own what's good and what's bad. Tennis is a lonely sport. You have to do all your decisions on the court by yourself. You can't ask your father, should I hit the fact back on the phone? You have to do it on your own, and sometimes these responsibilities are taken away too much so they can decide on their own. I, I think it's an absolutely incredible question. It, it is... You look at Zverev and Shapovalov, and you're thinking may maybe it's their backgrounds, their upbringing, or their parents' upbringing that feel like the need to remain close. And you get that mm. in a lot of ways. But you absolutely think it's time to sort of take a step back and to sort of grow into your own person and make decisions for yourself and not rely on them. And you know, the, the, what is that? What time is that for these players? It seems like it, sh it should have already happened to me. Mm. And, 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 and that, that's not knowing what's going on behind the scenes, but it absolutely feels like it's gone way too far in that direction. I mean, I on, on, on the women's tour, different because father figures always played a big role in her history as well. If you talk to Steffi Graf, you know, Monica Seles, uh, Serena Williams, the father figure was always very important. He was part of the picture. So it's a bit different for, for the, the women's tennis for mm. the men. But they let go, it seems. Sharapova's dad at some point. Sooner or later. Sooner yeah. or later. Yeah. Yeah. And then they still had their best tennis kind yeah. of ahead of them. But So we, then we come up to Coco Goff. I mean, 15 years old. Uh, first question is simple. What, is she the next star? What I think, you see? I, I think she's going to be the number one player in the world, without a doubt. <laughs> I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I hope that it's handled properly. Yeah. This is, it, it sounds so far that you hear the parents saying the right thing. Here's a question. She's better than almost anyone to me already. Uh, once she gets out there, and there, but she's only allowed to play five tournaments till March. Uh, should they allow her to play more tournaments? Because she doesn't turn 16 till then. But what happens if she's one of the top 15 players in the world? Yeah. Which, to me, looking at her, she could very well be. So I think this has to be handled very gingerly because, to me, less is more early on. The, she's like, it's like looking at Venus Williams if she had a daughter at 24. I mean, she's 39 yeah. now. She's 15. You're like, that, her, the way she plays, the way she moves, such, so much similarities – so this is, you know, a, a great question, you know, and, and Isimova and her, these two players that you have to believe are both going to be at the, at the top of the game, how to handle a 17 and a 15-year-old to make sure that they're happy playing into their 30s, perhaps. I mean, this is, a, this is like a 20-year look, you, a span you want to see with uh, Coco Gauff. But isn't it the same what we said about Naomi Osaka six months ago? She's going to be the future yep. star, going to go up and winning. And once you start winning majors, the landscape changes, the parents change, the, the sure. money changes. Mm -hmm. And you, per, as a person, you change. You all of a sudden are the hunter. You're expected to win. You know, Coco Grav was you know, the youngest uh, qualifier in the main draw. You know, for her to play against her childhood hero was, was in the match of her life. Now it's second round. Now I want to see how she performs because mm. obviously the pressure is on her now a little bit and that will grow the more she wins. So I think we're going back to the question of mentality. Who is in her corner prepares her for these type of situations? So do you think that we're, are we more or less likely to see 
superstars. First of all, do we need superstars? Are we more or less likely to see a new Roger Federer or a Serena Williams or Novak, of course, Rafa uh, on the men's side, uh, or less likely because of some of the topics we touched on, they're not as strong, it seems, mentally as the older generation. And do we want superstars or do we want it more? Obviously, you guys are superstars, but in the 80s, there was a lot of different winners uh, a lot of guys won majors, some guys won on clay, some guys won on grass, and it was a, a mix. Is that a better scenario than the Novak and Roger and Rafa where they win everything on everything? Well, I think there's going to be a big void once the top three, you mentioned them, uh, will retire or will be stopped playing because the next generation can't possibly overtake like they did. But again, we're talking, you know, it's a 10, 15-year road with that lays ahead and, and the players were mentioned they're they're good enough on the tennis court but as the three of us know tennis is not decided in a major in the second week by the front and the back and it's by your mentality by your mindset by the people you have around yourself that can teach you a thing or two about these type of situations i feel mm. there's a real void in tennis with these super coaches. I mean, we, we all have coached for a little bit, and I think we know a thing or two about it, but there are not many around that actually have won a major. So how can you explain a junior or young player to what you have to do before a semifinal? Because he's never been there. Mm. In 2002, Sampras won his 14th major. He passed uh, Roy Emerson. And you thought, okay, that took 35 or uh, 37 years to get by. And then you thought, he's going to have this record for 30 years. So if you fast forward 15, 16 years, you have three guys that have passed him. No one in our wildest dreams thought that it would, um, they would be this one-sided, that these guys would win this one, and they're still going to win more. So someone's going to step up mm -hmm. because these guys at some point have to quit. Of course you need superstars. It is key in a one-on-one -on -one game that you would need superstars. You need desperately need rivalries. We've been waiting I see a guy like Felix Algier Oliassim as a guy, you know, the male version of Coco Goff. Similar, has it all. Mm. I would be amazed if, unless something that unforeseen happens, that he is not in the next five years the number one player in the world. But then he needs somebody like you always talked about, John, that you, when Bjorn quit your tennis for a few years, it was you were unbeatable, but you felt yeah. you lost a bit of a challenge. I and agree. that's what Federer is so lucky he got Nadal and Djokovic to push him to higher. A better, better well, tennis. Uh, which is exactly why we've been praying and hoping that Pass or Hachinov or Chorich or the, uh, an American. We've been desperate to get an American player. Uh, we just don't seem to be able to get Chapovalov. What's happened to him in the last six months? Uh, so you know, the, a lot of it has to do with the money. They get money's pouring their way. That I don't know if they've lost their edge. You talked about the parents. There's an issue with that. There's a lot going on with these kids. And then you, you've got the ultimate professionals, these guys that have just continued to raise the bar. You, you have to admire their desire to win. Mm. Uh, you, you can't just bottle that. That's, this has been the most extraordinary 10 to 12 years I've ever seen in tennis to see these guys you know, make each other this much better mm -hmm. and sort of left everyone in the dust. Mm. But you talked about uh, the, the three ultimate professionals. I mean, you were a professional at 21. You won majors in your teenage years. I did too. We were professionals. And why is it not possible for these younger players to be as professional as these older players? 
why not maturity level i think they're not having a lot has to do with parents not letting them go i really do i really think it's a huge and, and in addition to the fact that the ball is being struck harder i don't think physically i mean maybe there was you boris yeah. there was rafael nadal and i look at ali Osim as someone for the, the first guy that i've seen where he's 18 but he looks physically like he's 25 very rare for that to happen. He would be one of the few guys that would have a chance to break through. He is professional. Shapovalov has been professional, but you throw in the mix that his mother's pretty much gotten rid of every coach, manager. There She's taken care of everything. So that is severely complicated things. Uh, Chorich, to me, was a guy. He hasn't made the breakthrough. He's injured here. He was professional. Zverev is professional. There's guys that are... that. Do, you have to take into account, here's one important part. They're not as good as the other guys. Right. Let's not forget that part. If you match them up against Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, J Novak Djokovic, even Andy Murray to an extent, you, when you look at any of those guys and when you say, right, they're better than these players at this time or any time in their career? Well, isn't that the real problem? They're not as good? Yeah, that is the real <coughs> problem. And then you th and yeah. add on yeah. these other factors that, that you... Course, make it even see. more difficult. And then you can't see what, they're, what the different, biggest difference, which is mental, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, we're going to go on to Ash Barty. Ash Barty, to me, is uh, in terms of the way she plays tennis, she is one that can stay at the top of the game. She can win on every surface. What do you guys think of where she is taken, where she, how she plays tennis as a woman compared to what we've seen for the last 15 years? Because she is a completely different I think, which with no. top spin forehand, hits a lot of slice backhands, understands the game, comes to the net. What do you think when you see her? Very mature. Well, old school tennis, I call that. Which uh, is still, you can still do that. It's still possible, and it's wonderful to see that uh, with a backhand slice and a bit of serve volleying, a bit of um, a change of tempo, you actually can win a major and, and become number one on in the world. On clay. Uh, on clay, and I think that's the, the loud and clear message to all the other youngsters out there that there's not a, a one-way street of how you have to play when you're 15 or 16. There are many ways that, that lead to Rome. And it's a wonderful story because she had her ups and downs. She quit the sport for a little bit and played cricket and just didn't want to play tennis anymore at 18 or 19. It's a brave, brave uh, move to do. But it's just, it, it, it was for her maturity. I mm. think her, 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 you know, her mindset, we talk a lot about your mind, her mindset, she wasn't comfortable. She wasn't enjoying playing tennis. And then she has a... A support team that's been with her for a long time. There are no no big names. There 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 are no flashy characters. But she trusts them, mm. and you would never change a winning team. I would hope that in the future, any young coach, or girl, or parent would watch tapes of her, study the way that she plays the game, her understanding of the court position, the geometry of the court, that you give you know off-speed looks and don't do the same thing. I would hope and pray that more boys yeah. and girls start to play the way she does. She's 5'5". Five, five. I mean, that's the part where I would worry, that you know her height is going to catch up to her, and because she's going to have to push harder against bigger people, they're going to be hitting a big ball, that that may cause issues with her, her health, her physical health. But as far as what she does in playing, absolutely fantastic. Mm. But, but is, isn't that so wonderful in our sport? You can be 5'5", five and be the number one player in the world. That means it's not about your physicality, 
but it's about your mentality and the strategy well, she and the tactics. Well, yeah, she's, uh, she's not a huge uh, server. Uh, no, well, I mean, it's could, a pretty good, yeah. pretty darn good yeah. serve for her height. Any any height for that matter. But uh, no. it would be difficult to pull off in the guys. Uh, but that would be the equivalent of I don't know five nine. Uh, yeah. For a guy, uh, so uh, it's it it, it, should, it should be inspirational for mm. any small person I, that she can do it all. Um, I have to ask you, John, because you've been worrying me. He's been worrying me in the last sort of week, uh, where he's been talking about trying to hit a a forehand with a semi western grip. Uh, you, John. Yeah, it's a goal. It's a goal. It's a goal. So the obvious question then is not, are you going to be able to do that? Because we both believe, Boris, I think, that if anyone can change something, it would be John. Yeah. Do you think, John, that it would be necessary if you would have played? Could you play your style of tennis and survive today as we have watched and seen Roger Federer serve and volley more than ever on a clay court uh, and reach the semifinals at Roland Garros. Well, Could you I, play your I, way? Obviously, you might have not done it, but you were different. It took some time to get used to your game and Jimmy Connors' game, and today there's a lot of players that play the same way. Could you have, because of well, your knowledge of the game, play well, your I would, way? I would, I would like to think that uh, I would be able to play a, a close version of where I played. I, I would put it somewhere in the middle of what the way I played because of the courts, because of the bounce, because of the speed, and what Shapovalov does. Yep. You know, he plays with a lot of energy. He wears similar heights. He has a lot of explosion, and he uses his, his balance and timing to create power. He's got a lot of power for a guy that's not that big compared right. to the other guys. And I would have done not all serve and volley and I, I don't think that that's conceivable but mixing it up a lot more frequently so i think you would have sort of found a hybrid style mm. that i would have liked to think would have worked now i don't care who you are it's tough to like look at these guys at their best and say you won the french three times even you might think god i don't know it might not be easy to play nadal on clay <laughs> and i was like well you know it's not easy to have to play uh roger federer on sure. grass and novak Djokovic on hard courts or you thought Boris came up. Uh, he seems pretty in intimidated on the grass. So, so Sampras, uh, you know, you look at certain guys, and no matter what you got, you got look. You you, you got to go out there and feel like. You could, I mean, I thought, look, if I can get get a couple wins, two or three out of ten wins, I've done my job against these top guys and make them think a little bit. And I'd like to believe that that mm. could happen. When if I played now, I would have loved it. Are you kidding? Mm. The, 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 the court, a true bounce. I mean, you, people think we want a bad bounces all the time. No. You know, I believe our level of our game would have gone up. Yeah. It would have been inevitable. Quick answer, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, again, it's, it's the sign of the times, how we played. That's when we played then. I'm sure we would have adjusted all of us, our game to match, you know, the, the top mm -hmm. three. But it's, I'm, I'm going back to it until somebody stops and I will repeat it. It's not about the front and backhand. You have a champion's mentality, you too, yeah. and you would find a way to win. You would find a way to play well under pressure. That sets the top three apart from all the other players. It's their mindset. It's not their forehand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. I'm going to give you guys a, a, a last question that uh, you don't have to give me one name, but just because we are uh, sitting and uh, Wimbledon is uh, happening at the moment, Who is the most likely? I know the obvious answers are going to be Djokovic, Federer, most probably Serena. John, you start. Who, who, who's the favorite today, and who do you think will be the favorite once you know the matchups and sort of come to the semifinals? Well, I mean, I think I mean, you just named it. You know, I'd be, is there no way I, I think there's somebody else? I think it would always be like, 
who would be the most likely person to win if it wasn't one of those three? Shoot. Uh, and that is a very difficult question to answer. Uh, now, I would, put, uh, I would put a guy like Anderson high up on the mix if he was healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, he hasn't played it. Is he, I know he's a, you know, a total fanatic and total dedication to fitness and preparation, having been around him a little bit at the Labor Cup and just seeing his professionalism, what, <clears throat> excuse me, what he brings to the ta table. Um, and he's not in the section. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's the four seed. Um, I almost believe that this guy, Ali Yassim, is just about ready. If, if for some reason, I really believe, now that doesn't mean I would pick him to win it by any means, but if you've had to pick a guy that was ready to make that jump right now that wouldn't be one of those guys, it would be him. Hmm. Well, I have similar um, background, obviously, with the answer, but um, Djokovic this year um, is different than last year. Last year was his comeback, the tournament he needed to, to come back to number one, and he wasn't the favorite going to last year. This year, he's the favorite, but he's mentally, I find him a little bit softer than last year because of the wins he's had and maybe the disappointment in Paris. So he's not as, at the moment, still first week, not as strong and tough as he was maybe last year because of the, the comeback. He's here. Federer this year. Federer is playing the best. You're just saying that, though, right? You don't, you don't, you, but you can tell, I, you well, know I, him I, that well I, by I, looking I, at him? I, I, or you spoke, you I, I know him better, so I, I can, I, I can. You had dinner with him or something? I, or? I speak to him a lot. <laughs> 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 so he's, he's, he, he, he is he's hurt, hurting from the He's French. hurting from the French. He's okay, hurting from the yeah, French. Sure. Now, the question is, is the opposition strong enough to take advantage? Yeah. And how we spoke about it at the moment, not. So by the time he gets to the second week, he has his three wins, four wins under the belt, mm -hmm. and he's feeling comfortable again. So Federer this year is different than last year because I found he had the perfect year. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't imagine him at 37, almost 38, being still very much one of the favorites because of the performances now, not what he's done in the past. Uh, uh, the draw is obviously always a question, but I really rate his chances almost higher than Djokovic's mm. at the moment. Big f question for me is the Nadal curious outcome because Rafa was a point away last year in the semifinal with Novak of actually going all the way, and then he would have beaten Anderson too because Anderson played for two days against Isna. So again, again, curious, can he come back? I mean, he needs this win more than Rafa needs it. Will he, will he keep his mind? I mean, Nick would have all the qualities technically, to win this tournament. Mm. Now, can he keep his mind together once in the semifinal? At the moment, I doubt it highly. But who knows? Eventually, he will wake up, he will mature, and maybe that second-round match against Nadal will be a defining moment in his career. Some of the younger guys, I'm with you with Felix. I think he has a lot of potential. Don't know about going all the way, but hopefully to a semifinal. Um, who else? That's always the big I question. I would see yeah. Nadal potentially losing yeah. to Kyrgios yeah. and Kyrgios losing the next round. <laughs> okay? <laughs> That's what I would say All right. uh, if that yeah. happened. But I have one more yeah. question, because I know we have to go. Yeah. What do you think of the Murray-Serena Williams mixed doubles pairing, which uh, came out, I believe, yesterday, that yeah. they're playing mixed doubles together. I think it's good for Serena somehow. I really do. I think it takes a little bit of pressure off her single. She gets a chance to hit serves under pressure, hit returns mm -hmm. under a lot of pressure, and uh, and get out there and play on the, on the proper grass courts at Wimbledon rather than on the off days 
work out at the also good Arangi court. So for oh. her, it's a good move. Touché. I think it's great for tennis. Yeah. I mean, we have the world headlines. This match will be on, on center court. Uh, it's great for both players. I'm happy to see Murray play tennis again at Wimbledon last year. Obviously, he couldn't play. So the whole picture is perfect. Let's hope that if they yeah. get to the semis that, you know, Serena doesn't have to retire or default because she has to prepare for the finals. For Andy's right. sake, because right. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not going to go into that. Guys, thank you so much. Have yeah. a wonderful day at Wimbledon. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, And it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.